What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. Good afternoon. What's happening? Not too much. Not too much. How is everybody from He Said, Ella Dijo? Listeners, I hope everybody's doing really well. We need some more listener questions coming in for one of our next host chats. I like hearing from our listeners and answering questions to the best of our ability. Me too. It's always fun. We should do an episode and call it The Blah Day. (laughs) Maybe today is The the Blah blah Day. The Blah Blah the blah day. Why, why would you call it the blah because day? Because that's how you feel right now. You feel that's like how very I feel. blah. That's not how I feel. You're like in blah, blah mood. Definitely not. You are. I've been active. I've been trying to get stuff together at my uh, my mom's house, trying to build some stuff, trying to keep uh, uh, sane with being busy. And uh, Why are, are you on busy? No, not, no, I'm not blah. Super blah. That's so offensive. Like blah, blah mood. I, I don't, are you, are you, it's okay. It's you you're entitled to have. Are you screaming with energy? No, excited? I have a super blah, 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 blah. I'm actually in the. <laughs> so I'm maybe in the, that's it. Maybe I'm, I'm in blah, blah mood in steroids. I'm blah, blah because you're blah on steroids. I am blah. Maybe that's, on maybe that's why. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. If you're blah on steroids, maybe you're affecting the blah of factor? the blah. The blah factor. Did you know tomorrow is Memorial Day? Yes. Why, why don't you have anything planned? 
Why don't you have anything planned? Oh, here we go. What do we actually do Point every Memorial finger. Every Memorial Day? We have a we barbecue. We will probably have a barbecue or a pool party. Yes. Maybe we'll have to do a last minute scramble and figure out who we want to invite over. You know, but you know the real available. meaning of Memorial Day shouldn't be let's throw a pool party. Think about that. Well, it's celebrating the lives of those who who fought. Exactly. Right. So why do we throw a pool party? Well, because you're celebrating the their fight and their will. Say, yeah, we're saying that there's a way of celebrating, and their compromise to this celebrating country? what they gave to us. Okay. Instead of being blah, we're celebrating. Okay. Right. So here's um, an interesting uh, topic. Did you know that Megan Fox says body dysmorphia has made her never ever love her body? Would you have ever have thought that at 37 years old she's you know, on Sports Illustrated Swimsuit 2023 in the issue. She's yeah. had all the success. Would you ever have known she suffers from body dysmorphia? No. No? No. I, I guess I'm not, I'm not totally surprised. And the only reason I say that is it, it's funny. It kind of, it's first of all, let me start by saying it's super unfortunate to hear anybody go through such a, I guess it'd be a mental health, you know, it's concern, terrible, right? Like yeah. you would go through because you're looking like at that. something at something that is not. Yeah, it. and it's it's awful to think that anybody can't just love who they are. But it, it's interesting because it goes back to a topic that Roz and I woke up discussing this morning. It was weird that I brought it up this morning, but I, I there's certain people I see that we know, and I see them on Instagram and things like that, and I and I say, you know, I clearly this person isn't happy with themselves, given the amount of plastic surgery that they're doing even at a young age. And I understand people doing plastic surgery or doing certain things to make them sort of feel like they're defying father time or, you know, they're, they're trying to beat, um, you know, be aging, right? Like I, I get that, like trying to stay youthful as much as you can, but there comes a point when it's not just trying to stay youthful and it's basically altering the way you look. What I what I don't understand. And I'm, not, and I'm not saying that in a negative way, by the way. Let me just make that clear with no, listeners. No, I know. I'm just I saying know. that when you see somebody continuously altering things about themselves to the point that they still look like themselves, but they're starting to look quite a bit different. Mm -hmm. I wonder if, yes, body dysmorphia plays whether it's facial dysmorphia or body. I guess I don't know, but, but there's this a, is something the thing. playing the, into it. I don't understand this part, and to me, there's a disconnect. And hey, I don't suffer from that, so I don't know exactly what's the behavior of a woman that goes through, I hate my body, I have dysmorphia, you know, I'm actually 110 pounds, but I look in the mirror and I feel like I'm 150 and therefore I'm going to go and start these crazy diets and I'm just going to starve myself. So I, I, that's very foreign to me. But the part that I don't understand is you have built a career um, based on, and I'm not discrediting her talent or her abilities, you know, because she might be a phenomenal actress, I don't know. But she has built a career on her physiques, you know, like her appearance, yeah, how her you appearance, say that, right? Yeah. Because she's um, gorgeous. Yeah. She's in, one of the most beautiful women in the world. Um, and for years and years and years, what you have fed to the world is your sexuality and your looks and your body. Therefore, the way you dress is very specific. The way you carry yourself is very specific. So I think when somebody has a very severe complex about the way you look, do you showcase yourself? Do you show your body even though you're self-conscious about your body? That's the part that I don't understand because I'm assuming 
if you're very um, unhappy with your appearance, you would show less of it. I think you'll show less. That's the part that I don't understand, or maybe that's a way of overcompensating. Therefore, yeah. I have a complex about this, but I, I'm going to show it even more. So yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 very, it's very interesting for sure. I mean, and, and look, like you know, there's some, some questions that were brought up by our producers. You know, are there parts of yourself that still bother you to this day? Is there something that, I mean, for me, yeah, there's always something that I, I, I can see myself and go like, oh, I wish I could uh, tone up a little more here or be a little bit more physical fit there. Or, um, you know, I, I guess, especially in the business that we're in where we're always judged. I mean, look, at, I grew up and you didn't really do this, right? But I, I started this career as a model, and which is, it sounds, I hate saying it like that because it just always sounds so weird to me to say that, but it was a profession that I had before acting and I traveled all over and I was basically judged by the way I look, my body, my face, everything. And it was, you know, you have a lookbook and they're scanning through it and you get picked to be in this show or that show when I was in mm -hmm. Milan and you st I stood there basically in underwear in front of people just judging me, seeing if I could fit the mold for yeah. this show or that show. And sure, I would see guys with way better physiques than mine. Um, and, and you would always be like, huh, how do I look like that? How do I get that? How do I get better in, you know, in better shape? But then you go that? crazy trying to accomplish no, I, that? I don't have, I guess that, yeah, I would work hard to be the best version of myself I could be. And sometimes I acknowledge it's not easy to always achieve that because I'm not that person, mm -hmm. right? But it's never made me um, go into a slump or depression or feel upset about it, if that makes sense. So right now, if you could cha change something about your appearance, what is that thing that you go, oh man, besides like, I would like to be able to tone easily. Like, what are the, do you have something that you just go, oh, I wish my nose was like this or my body was like that? Or no, I'm, not, I'm at a place now, I think, in my life where I'm much more, like, I don't think about all of that too much. I, I wish, um, yeah, I just try to stay, you know, feeling as healthy as I can be and as youthful as I can be. And I, and I don't try to overthink too much when it comes to that. Um, how about you? Well, I you have got the boob never... lift, so that's done. We can't we can't use that as well. But I never, I didn't have body dysmorphia <laughs> about my <laughs> boobies. I, ha I always loved my boobies, and I would show them all the time. Then I had babies, and everything changed, and I got self conscious, and then I fixed them. Yes, but it wasn't a thing that my whole life I don't, I didn't like. I actually loved it. I have an issue now with my tummy. You know, it's very hard for me because I was known to be that girl that I always showed her tummy because I was very proud of my tummy. It was flat. I had a six pack. It was very pretty. And now after Sabella, it went okay, but it went back to semi-normal. And then after Dylan, um, because I was very skinny both times I got pregnant, I stretched like crazy. And my skin, the quality of my skin on my stomach is wrinkly. You know, and I can be flat as a board and I can still have abs, but the, the skin is not the same. I am severely self-conscious about it. I've taken several meetings about it with different doctors and they all say, you know, the, the best thing to do is a little tummy talk because we have to just pull that skin, oh, uh, which I'm not gonna do because I'd rather have my wrinkly skin instead of having um, another massive scar. So I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna continue working out and doing creams and treatments and whatever, and hopefully it's never gonna go back to the way it was. And I'm not gonna lie, it sucks. It, it sucks, but I have to recognize, you know, I had two kids, it is what it is. I don't know how the women have four or five and don't have that issue. I'm assuming they have done tummy tucks and we don't know, or maybe the, the quality of the skin was different or 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. And everybody's body bounces back. And I hate cellulite. And that's another thing that it is what it is. And I never like my toes. And it is what it is. But it's okay. I make the most of it. Yeah, I mean. I think that's the best you can do. You know do. what? Our producers here said body dysmorphia disorder is a mental health condition. So it is mental health in which you can't stop thinking about one or more perceived defects or flaws in your appearance. A flaw that appears minor or can't be seen by others. But you may feel so embarrassed, ashamed, and anxious that you may avoid many social situations. I don't think either of us fall into that category. No, I have never had that Have problem. you ever had anyone make a comment about your looks that stayed with you anywhere in your... About looks? Anything where like yes. when you were little and it bothered you and it stuck with you like a... Correct. What? So in Puerto Rico, I was probably even younger than Sabella, maybe seven years old, eight. I was very young. We lived in this neighborhood called Park Gardens. Uh, the neighbor right across the street, Don Julio... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> this is how vivid this is. Don Julio was <laughs> who was the guy that tortured you by having hair in your legs when you were in your high Armando Cabre, <laughs> but Armando was obsessed with me. He was in love with me from you seventh always, grade all you the way to throw out college. Like these full names every time you're like Don Julio. Yeah. Armando, Armando Cabre is the cause why I shaved my legs at what twelve years old, and my mom always she was oh so mad God. because I was allowed to do it at fifteen. But I did it at 12 because of a comment that he made. Pop. Anyways, Don so Julio. Don Julio, this is very important to me. So Don Julio, he's been called out. Freaking Don Julio, time. he was a mailman, and the, the and <laughs> the wife, Don a mailman, Julio. and the wife. I thought he was a tequila. Used to Doña Hilda. She used to um, do limbers. Limbers, it's uh, like our version of Italian ice. Okay. So she will sell them all these different flavors, and I used mm -hmm. to love them because she I would buy for five cents coconut limber or like whatever anyways so you know my mom is very short and my mom has always been very stocky and my mom has like this big big arms mm -hmm. right like big arms and i'll never forget this mother this don julio i love you but whatever for you <laughs> so i'm walking right and i'm playing in the streets and we're like skating and i'm with all my friends and i was having a wonderful day sunny beautiful day in puerto rico and i have this like a tank top and that man looked at me and said to me, oh, just like your mom, your arms are going to be just like your mom. How? This is a man? Yeah. And you're a child? I was younger than Sabella. I'll oh never forget. Oh my God. Yeah. Don Julio needs to. And go. he said it like a, like, like a comment in passing. Oh. But to me, Eric, it was so crazy because I was always super tiny, skinny, like, a, like, like long arms. Like, I, like, you know how you used to call me, you know, Pope, Popeye? Popeye. Popeye. What's the wife? Olivia? Olive oil. Olive oil. You know how olive, <laughs> <laughs> olive oil was always like long extremities, like long legs and long torso. Uh -huh. So I was like that, right? So I have never had my mom's arms or my body. And you know my mom and you know my body. Do, does my physical body resemble, resemble, how you yeah. say that? Resemble, yeah, but. My mom at all? Uh, forget all that. This guy, Don Julio, is out of his effing mind. Don Julio affected me Talking, for life. First of all, Don Julio is crazy. Talking to a child like yeah. that. Oh man. That's, and can I tell you disgusting. something? To this day, every time like I gain even when I was pregnant with the kids and I will, you know, gain you gain a lot of weight because you're pregnant. I kept looking at my arms, thinking no wonder, about no the you walk around doing so many random curls when you exercise. 
Like she's always like on the treadmill randomly and like just doing random curls. Like she'll be walking around outside just randomly curling stuff. No wonder you still have this complex from Don Julio. Like you're curling for no reason all the time. No, for no Worried reason. About, like all because, these random, guys, tri- random tricep wanna... extensions for no reason. Like just doing a tricep extension while she's well, brushing her teeth. Because I want to have these arms. Look. Oh my God. I don't no want to have Don Julio. I got to see all these tricep extensions because of this dude. It might be a subconscious wow. um, thing that I two, get. It's my motivation. Three, for no reason. Yeah. To this day, don't hold She could be literally me. like making cereal in the morning. Like she's just doing random tries yeah. and things. And then another oh one is God. like I was in Guapa TV, which is a network wow. in Puerto Rico. I was working on TV when I was 19 years old in Puerto Rico. And this producer of big TV shows in Puerto Rico came to me. I'll never forget. Oh, my God. And said to me, Rosalind, come over here. I'm going, yeah. And I had, I had just one Miss Puerto Rico petite. And he said... Um, don't ever touch your nose. And I'm like, huh? And he goes, they're going to ask you to do a nose job many times. Your nose is who you are. Don't ever touch your nose. And to me, nobody has ever commented anything about my nose. So that comment actually made you think about your nose. No, Yeah, but I never touched it. And it's funny because when I won the it pageant, made you aware of it. it made me aware because I was like, why is he talking to me about talking to me about my nose. I, like, I know it's very unique and that we always joke in my family, nobody in my family has my nose and my brothers think that I had a nose job because nobody understands my nose and I'm going, no, I've never had a nose job. But it's interesting because- And yet because another reason why we suffer in our house with every time the kids even bump their nose. Oh, it's the worst. Rosalind's pinching it, moving it, <laughs> trying to structure it, change it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, just the, he just bumped his head well, you for two remember seconds. That the other She's like, oh my God. She like massages the yeah. nose, makes sure it doesn't. Oh it got me. God. But it's just saying, listen, good kudos to me. Because can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Like when I won the pageant, it was the first thing that the director said to me, you need a, uh, a, a, a boob job because I was flat. I was 34A and I want to do your nose. And fix the arm. And I said, no. And I said, no, I know. I'm not going to do a boob job and my nose is perfectly fine. And I always have this uh. producer here in my ear going, doesn't matter. People think you did it. You didn't do it. Your nose is very specific. It's very different, but it is, it is who you are. So I, I have kept it. It's all crooked and shit, but I don't care. I love it. I think we just learned a lot about your issues with you. Body, do I have body this morning? <laughs> yeah. I might have like, I don't have any of these problems, but let me tell you, here are four, thi- four things that affect me subconsciously. No. I do curls and tricep extensions but all I, the that's time. That's not having body I dysmorphia. rub my nose all the time to make sure it doesn't change. Yeah, I want to keep it like this. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. Stay Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. 
Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math and Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. All right, a man who flies first class but leaves his wife in coach has social media users in an uproar with someone calling for a divorce. Listen, when I read all about what this guy is saying, this is this guy's an idiot. He's an idiot. I mean, Rosalind left me in coach one time, but it was by my choice when we first started dating. Yeah, and then that, you that learn your happen. lesson. And then, and then you, if I ever wanted to sit do with it her ever again, again, I had to move up and sit with her. But this dude basically uses the excuse that he always upgrades and changes, but tells his wife, you shouldn't fly first class with me because the kids, 12 and 16 years old, might feel left out. Or he suggests, maybe you put that, you guys all fly separate from me and I travel alone and we just basically meet there so no one feels uh, bad. How insane is it? 
who is having a conversation with that? Why is the wife even engaging in this conversation? I'd put my foot down and say, none of us are traveling with you unless we all fly together, whether it's in coach or in business. Yeah. That's absurd. I don't even have a comment because you pretty more, you know how I feel. Selfish. He is selfish. <laughs> He's awful. I don't like this at all. Mm. And, I, and I get that. Listen, if they wanted to do, and I'd be fine with this, I guess, if they wanted to rotate maybe every other flight, if he feels, okay, I'll sit with the kids and then you go sit and, you know, whatever. But the whole family should just fly together in one cabin. Like, who cares if you're in coach or in coach? Or it should be the wife on one kid. And then two, and then he stays with one. And then the next trip, he goes with the other one. Just everyone sits together. Or everybody sits together. Just the fact that he decides to go by himself first class and everybody, uh, it's yeah, it's he's ridiculous. gosh. Well, you know what? It's what a what a crazy mentality. And well, how you know what's even more intense? The wife allows it. That's what's sad. It's really unfortunate. I don't get it. I don't know who he is, but dude, good luck. Get it together. Just be there for your family and like that in that area. Maybe he's great as a father everywhere else, but like no, that's that, just really that bad. shows a lot about his character. So I don't think that. Now, unless he had like some size issues because he's such a giant person or something and he needs to be up there for some reason, then it's different. No, no, but if he's super tall, what if he's, I don't know, what if he's 6'8 or something? I don't know. Then I get it. Like it's hard, but it's still really weird, the whole setup. (laughs) Now you're finding excuses for the dude. I'm just trying to figure out like what could justify making that decision. Zero. Okay. Kim Kardashian reflects on parenting challenges. There are nights I cry myself to sleep. Being a single mom. I believe it. opened up with Jay Shetty on the podcast. We love Jay Shetty. You love Jay Shetty. I don't know a whole lot about him, but you you are a big He's fan. He's fantastic. Big fan. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's it's got to be tough. You're raising a lot of kids by yourself. You know, she has a lot of help, thankfully. And she's, you know, able to do it, but it's got to be tough. I think anytime you realize the, you know, father or just a, one of the parents of your uh, your your children is... I don't, I don't know if he's totally absent. I don't know a whole lot about Kanye in that regard, but I don't know either. it's got to be tough not having him around all the time and helping with the process as much as you like. Listen, this is our experience. We have two. And in the mornings, after you go to school, you take them to school, then the nanny comes in. So in the morning, it's just me and Eric, unless your mom comes and she helps. Um, but let's say it's just you and me, and it's just two of them. And it is very chaotic. With just two. What does she have? Four? She has four. Four? She has four. And I believe it. And they're all very young. And listen, I go crazy. Like, like what? Dylan wants me to change him. Sabella wants me to do her hair. Then she is um, chewing me out because uh, her hair is not perfect. She went from, I need to do your, you need to do my hair to don't touch my hair for like, what, two years? And now she's back to doing ponytails and she's like, you need to do my hair. And if it's not perfect, she's upset. And then she starts crying. And then Dylan starts crying because she wants to be changed. And it's a, it's a, it's every morning is a lot. Yeah. I mean, I guess some of the, the people that listen to the podcast, some of the comments that people are annoyed by is they're saying, look, you know, it's not like she doesn't have probably multiple nannies. It's not like she probably doesn't have a chef. It's not like she doesn't have help, which I get it, you know, to any other uh, stay at home mom or family or you know, parents who are both juggling everything, it feels like a far cry to be like, oh, it's that difficult with all the help. Yeah, but we're but assuming, how, this, well, yeah. why are we assuming that she has a chef doing breakfast for these kids? Well, why are we assuming that she has nannies the second well, the kids are up? 
We don't know that. What if she doesn't? I, I, I guess we. you're absolutely right. We like do, people probably assume that our nanny is there we, when we get up in the morning. She's not. We do not know what she has or doesn't have, yeah. but I assume, and I'm making an assumption, she probably has a lot of help. A lot. We don't a know lot that. more than the average person. What if way. she's one of those ladies that in the morning, like me, doesn't want to have anybody and she wants to tackle things by herself? What if the help comes after the kids go to school or just when they have to go to school because she has so, she has so many, maybe she has help with the, I don't know, taking the kids to school. But why do we assume that she gets up in the morning and she has a, a guard, a whole team yeah, of people I, catering to her? I don't know her? all of those factors. I, I yeah. just assume that it's difficult when you don't have the other parent um, necessarily always around or trying yeah. to help. Yeah, she difficult. has a lot of kids and she is a single <clears throat> mom. Whether I think being she, a single parent is difficult. It is difficult. Period. And guys, yeah. Help or no help. We assume that she has a lot of things and life, life is much easier. And it is, you know, compared to a woman, you know, that doesn't have the resources that she has and has four kids by herself. Of course, it's a different experience. But that doesn't mean that she's not overwhelmed. That doesn't mean that she cannot cry herself to sleep. She's still a single mom with four kids in, a, in, in, a, in, in the public eye. What? Well, what makes you cry yourself to sleep? You? <laughs> what the heck? What? what? Huh? So you're you're not a single mom, and yet your <laughs> your partner makes you cry yourself to sleep because you're annoying and a hole sometimes. Wow. But it's okay. No, I'm just kidding. What am I annoying a hole for? I haven't done anything. I don't. You I wasn't don't, even home last night. I went to dinner and came back. I and you, know. you popped a sleeping pill. You said because you need to go to bed. So and you went to sleep. My neck was killing me, and so it was gone. So I'm going perfect. So I'm just gonna go to bed. How to make you cry yourself to sleep? I'm joking. You have never made me cry. To, like, I, I don't give you that power. Wow. <laughs> what? So now, why do you have to take it and then try I'm to joking. like? Okay, what makes what me? What other kind of insecurities you got going on with me? I don't understand. Zero. Like I, I'm not gonna. You didn't make me. You're, you're a good guy. You don't make me cry to sleep. But I would never give you that power. <laughs> what is the What is the complex, dude? No complex. Number one. Number two. I'm joking. So relax. Okay. <laughs> now, um, what makes me cry? Uh, have you ever seen me cry myself to sleep when I have stomach issues? What else? Yeah, usually when we're fighting. No, when? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to get myself in trouble anymore. Okay. Um, on that note, you don't cry yourself to sleep because of your because of your kids. No, I've never. I don't cry myself to sleep. I go to sleep frustrated or mad, but I don't cry myself to sleep. Not generally. No, I don't think I've done that in uh, quite some time. Well, women do, especially single moms. It's hard. And apparently, Rosalind married to Eric. No. On that note. All right. Till next time. Love, Love you. you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to write us a review and tell us what you think. If you want to follow us on Instagram, check us out at he said, ella dijo, or send us an email, Eric and Ross at iHeartRadio.com. He said, ella dijo is part of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 